Hi, I'm Brad. I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School. My name is Charlie, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Yuzume. I'm Evan Strait, and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikkyo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School. My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Kakita Duelist School. I'm Ludu, and I'll be playing the Emerald Lands, as well as all its wonders and horrors. My name is Biyoshi Minoru, hero of Hirosaka and Emerald Magistrate. Most of the season ago, myself and my loyal companions, Doji Aiko, Soshi Izume, and Azina Hajime were all Yuriki in service to our Emerald Magistrate, Kitsu Shogo. We witnessed the deluge and strange fire bring an end to the Mothland, but are now left with more questions than answers. Now I find myself assigned to Hirosaka and with my former colleagues now serving as my Yuriki. We have had the honor of meeting our daimyo, Miyasora, and his chancellor, Otomo Kazuko. We each have their own plans for the future of the region. And after a stunning show of crab charity, we had south to secure further alliance and aid at Meimakake, where an iron turtle led by Yasuki Veron awaits. After the, the meetings of the day, you have the opportunity to indulge the rest of your time as you feel desirable or convenient and you go through the rest of your business and gather for the night for some rest and relaxation so where are you currently spending your nights are you still at the magistrate station you claim it some uh, rooms that uh, you make your own are you still living uh, on Chogu's old tent? Or are you staying at the house of the Evergreens where you have rented an entire floor for the Emerald Magistrate and his entourage? I think we're staying at the house of the Evergreen now. We definitely felt while not unwelcome, a more cold reception inside of the courthouse for the past couple of weeks. And so to keep up with that, to make sure that they feel a little more comfortable with us, I think even Minoru would have been like, okay, let's pull away from there a little bit. I think that's interesting because Aiko... Uh, probably spends a fair amount of his spare time in the magistrate's office uh, overviewing documents, trying to tidy up and prepare for the the next day's cases to get ahead to make sure that any potential interviews or requests are laid out properly so that Minoru can have an easier time uh, getting started the next day. Plus, it's something Iko finds really enjoyable is setting himself to organizing and managing the paperwork. So most evenings, but not all, Iko in his free time is still at the magistrate's office unless another member of the the magistrate's party involves him in something else. Okay, so which of you two drags this nerd out to have fun with the rest of you tonight? Surely that's a group effort. At, at, at the very least, it's Hajime is absolutely on board with doing that because he's just like, "Hey, I found this great little like st- like yakitori stall. We need to go check it out. It's fantastic. You're gonna love it. Come on!" 
So uh, I know that Hajime is definitely going to be pushing for that. And Yuzu has a, is a fan of good sake, so. It's important to have a good work-life balance, Doji-san. And honestly, how can you, I mean, how can you expect to get anything done on an empty stomach? You have to, you have to come check this place out. It's fantastic. I have seen both of you carry refined taste in many other instances, so I suppose that I will defer to your experience, especially yours, Hajame-san. One does not acquire the passion for food that you have without an experienced taste. I will be persuaded to join you for the evening. <laughs> it's just like, all right, let, let's, uh, let, us, let us go then. <laughs> So, uh, which of you handles dinner? It's 100% me, of course. So what, uh, what is it that you get for tonight? One of the things that he is probably particularly a fan of are like small food stalls, like the places where he can just sort of walk through a street and try a bunch of different things. The sit the city is on a state of uh, still a pro where there's always working crew. There's this permanent layer of dust that seems to be coming everywhere uh, and it especially picks up at night as the as the winds seem to slow down for some reason so it's more comfortable if you probably get it or get someone to get them and have it inside yeah we definitely do that then um, I, I would just grab a group of servants uh, so that they can go to different stalls at the same time so we get it all while it's still hot and fresh. More than likely, probably some sort of uh, probably some sort of yakitori skewers. I would imagine we do some kind of probably a simple soup, probably something just like like a like a good miso soup, um, and so probably rice. And uh, I imagine that there's probably a pretty good presence of pickled vegetables around here so probably like just like a nice little sampling of those as well yeah uh especially at this time of the year you probably don't have anything fresh uh most of the stuff that you have are gonna be pickled vegetables so uh where on the evergreens are uh, y'all having uh your little dinner party are you having it on one of the empty rooms or on the floor that you have reserved for yourselves? Are you in the common room or are you taking over the gardens uh, and having your dinner there? We would take one of the rooms that was not being occupied and probably we have like temporarily purposed it into a dinos- or a dining room. Um, I mean, just for, just for us. Um, and maybe if we have any other guests or whatever. So I think probably that. But I imagine that, like, kind of the way I'm picturing it, it still has a pretty good, like, there there is sort of a... So, like, you know, it's probably, like, just past, like, like kind of just, like, late sunset, and we're able to, like, look out over the city as we're, um, you know, not from super high up, but, like, at least enough to get, like, a decent little view of the, of the streets and everything while we're eating. Who's providing entertainment as, you know eat and chit-chat as you overlook your new domains? A uh, Guzeng player, because she likes that particular instrument. Whom? Is this someone from the town? 
Yeah, let's let's say this is someone from town. Um, she heard them playing maybe a couple of days ago. Maybe uh, maybe they regularly play at this establishment. Um, and so she's invited them up uh, so that they can give a uh, just a performance to to just the four of us. Um, uh, Raina. Uh, so Raina uh, normally performs um, at different. She would normally go from uh, sort of um, inn to inn or restaurant to restaurant, but obviously since some of them are shut down, she's mostly operating out of this one right now. Yeah, and she seems pretty pleased to be taking care of you tonight. Uh, as you know, the boss is in town, so as you can imagine, Baba is going pretty hard on the rest of the staff. And even if they are not officially part of the staff, uh, they pretty much are. They are just subcontracted. So they are pretty happy to be here providing for you all. And we are happy to have the music. Well, I am. So, after the events of the day, uh, as you get used to life on the city, what what topics are bounced off among the crew? Iko is still very much uh, wishing he could be back working with his papers. And so he kind of like listens to the topics brought up by the rest of his companions and interjects a little bit based off of them, but doesn't have, he doesn't really know what to bring up in these situations. Um, and so he's kind of just reacting and watching to those around him to, to fit in the best he can. Um, Minoru starts bringing up stuff he's excited to see come to come back to the city especially just so have we heard about when the sake works is going to reopen that i'm interested in i think we all are a little bit i mean i think it would improve the mood of most of the town ah i Iko kind of lights up and gets excited he says i spoke with a member of the agasha who was looking to reclaim and establish a connection with the sake works. I believe she was accompanied by the Miramoto you spoke with, Hajime-san? I said, I'd say, yeah, she seemed uh, she seemed the engaging sort. She also, well, I don't know. I, I, I have a particular fascination with the Miramoto technique. Never mind. I, I, I know that nobody wants to hear me uh, discuss that at the moment. My apologies. Uh, yeah, she seemed uh, interesting. Hajame san no um this is this is your your interest right tonight is about us discussing our interests so we should hear your interests in the miramoto technique even if i will never be able to appreciate it myself um i'm not going to try and embarrass myself by by personally uh, articulating on uh the the function and form of the Miramoto technique. Um, I think just Hajime probably goes into relative length about like sort of the technical details and the execution. I just like, I think having been given encouragement to do so, he will just probably talk until someone changes the subject or stops him. Iko will take notes as he's listening to the, the description of, 
the Miramoto style, something he hasn't spent too much time uh, studying. And unbeknownst to the rest of you, Iko is going to integrate that somewhat into his next writing project when he has a chance. Minoru does eventually just very casually, like, the Miramoto style is interesting. I almost regret what I spent my a couple of months amongst the dragon that I didn't spend more time with the Miramoto. But every time I saw them training with it or performing kata, it was beautiful. Or, uh, Baishi-san, I didn't realize that you had spent time in the Dragonlands extensively. I, I knew you had been there, I just didn't realize that it was uh, for any length of time. Oh, um, after I graduated... I spent most of my time up there before coming back to help um, father with the Matsu trade agreement. Um, it was beautiful countryside. I mean, tall mountains, well-designed temples. Food's a little bland. There's a very tiny Hajime frowns just a little bit. And then it kind of clears and he says, well, I'm certain it was worth it for the experience. Oh, yes, I've... The countryside alone was breathtaking. I spent a decent chunk of it amongst the Togashi monks, learning from them. A fascinating monk order, and it changed how I look at holy men in general. They're very unique. Uh, my my parents always said that the Togashi monks are covered head to toe and covered completely head to toe in tattoos. Is that actually true? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's quite stunning. The artwork on them is equivalent to some paintings. Hajime gets very wide-eyed at the notion of being completely covered in tattoos and sort of just, like, just puts his face in his cup. <laughs> I do wonder if Muramoto Sanai has the same sort of decoration, then. Though I suppose if you're both going to be spending more time watching her form, you may find out at some point. I, I suppose that, that that is the case, actually. I, I hadn't um, quite thought of it in that sense, but uh, certainly at some point, I, I, imagine, I imagine the topic will come up, and then he just gets right back in that cup. Izume just kind of grins and sips her tea. Are we drinking tea, or are we drinking sake? In Rokugan, do they drink sake separately? I don't know. What is your habits? Your personal habits? Aiko doesn't like drinking anything that could inhibit his mind too much, so he definitely sticks to tea in most instances. Yuzume tries to save her alcoholism for, like, really late at night when she's alone in her room. Uh, She does the whole, like, um, just pathetic, sad drinking, uh, not even being able to clamber into bed whole thing. She doesn't try to do it in public. Hajime, I think, probably in most instances, just because of his love of food, he is very particular. Like, he he prefers to try and um, pair sake that goes well with the food that we're eating. Um, so I'm pretty sure that he is drinking, but not, like, necessarily heavily. It's just, it, it is a compliment to the meal. Uh, Minoru probably doesn't drink heavily very often, so he's drinking but not to get drunk. So yeah, to the original point then, uh, so yeah, Hajime is definitely drinking sake, I don't know if everybody else is, but he has brought it and has certainly been 
offering and pouring for anyone who would want so i'm assuming minoru and hajime i think drink at about probably the same level because hajime probably typically does not drink to get drunk he just drinks because it's 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 a thing that goes with food aiko will turn to yuzume and kind of like lightly query yuzume-san i do wonder what do you think about the proposal put forth by the atomo at our meeting earlier it is a bold ambition that i am not yet certain i have thought over in its entirety well i can't fault her on her fan design uh well it is ambitious but uh nobody ever got anywhere without a little bit of ambition hmm? and she's she's kind of uh not looking at um reina directly she's kind of turning her head so that she can maybe peer at her through the side of her face that has the mask over it because she just wants to check to see if this is the kind of thing that Raina might be listening out for. Yeah, um, Ludo, do you think that our conversation has perked any attention from our performer? And now they probably... Well, I think not the conversation itself. It was the mention of the Otomo that might have gotten their attention. But as the conversation went on, they go back to their playing. Is there any anything even like elsewhere in the Empire where there is something even remotely like this? This this idea of, of an autonomous zone like that? Well, there are similarities. Uh, they're probably not well known for most people, but uh, for you as part of the uh, bureaucracy... You know that they exist, even if you may not know the details on how they work. Uh, you know that there are places uh, on uh, unicorn lands in which part of it is outside of the borders of Rokugan, technically. So they have a lot of local administration. Uh, you have heard of uh, remote provinces in which... Uh, they might go years without seeing a single samurai going to collect taxes. So they must have some kind of autonomous self-organization in the meantime, even if they have a nominal governor. Uh, and you know that uh, uh, the Tortoise clan, instead of having uh, uh, clan lands like uh, uh, a typical uh, minor clan, they instead they have small holdings uh, across different cities of the empire or shared on certain imperial holdings and in certain uh, islands uh, that uh, no people from other clans visit. And those, they pretty much have autonomous administration uh, because the, the tortoise, they don't even have to answer to a clan champion or Daimyo, instead they answer directly only to the scion of heaven. Okay, yeah, I was just, I was just curious for sort of a personal, a personal understanding of that, of that concept a bit. Yeah, but uh, it's clearly something very heterodox. I, I will definitely say, I think that, like, you know, um, like, I, I think Hajime understands some of this to an extent, but he's also probably not participating in this conversation because he does not think that he can probably talk quite on the same level as, as Aiko and Yuzu. And he's probably more interested to hear their, <laughs> their takes on it. 
so that he can maybe start to understand how all of this works a little better. <laughs> With it confirmed that our our entertainment isn't listening to us too too detailed, Iko will kind of continue his train of thought and say, I do not say the idea is faulty in its entirety. It is certainly ambitious, as you say, Yusume san, and it is in that ambition I find the most pause, for I do not know what purpose an Atomo would have in creating such a zone here, other than to cause strife between the great clans and the minor clans that used to hold this land, as is the reputation of the Atomo family. Sometimes an individual comes up with an idea, and whether it benefits them or not, they need to see it through. Perhaps it's not all something that will go down well with other clans, but a great many changes in the Empire's history have shared that same fate. I don't think it needs to be discounted entirely just because it's something new. I am of a similar opinion. The bravado in the proposal itself does not merit its discredit. It is the true intentions behind it and the feasibility of it. In order for something like this to work, we would have to find a way to apply the precedent under the Scion of Heaven's previous proclamations regarding minor clans, I believe. There would have to be some form of task from the throne itself in order to ordain a position such as this. She's a clever woman, Doji-san. I don't think she'll let something as simple as precedent or paperwork or even the length of time it'll take to see this happen get in the way of her dreams. I do not doubt her resolve, Yuzume-san. Such a thing would be foolish of a woman who has clearly held great skill and come far in life. I doubt her ability to make any sort of long-lasting change, for while you are correct, this appears to be a personal directive or dream of her, her own. In order for it to last beyond her lifetime and that of the next, it needs to be set up solidly, and in such a way that it cannot be questioned when, years after she passes, a great clan finds easy precedent to overturn it. If we are to support this action at all, I am not yet convinced this is the proper course that we should take as the Emerald Magistrates, under you, Minoru-sama, that this is truly the best option in the wake of the devastation. suppose we'll just have to see how much of what she wants to do coincides with how much of what we have to do. So I don't think we're going to find the answer to it tonight, dear. Minoru-san, do you hold an opinion on this? I would temper my own words to reflect yours better as my superior if I were able to. I believe Otomo-sama has invested a lot of time and thought and careful preparation into this idea. And I think there's a lot of, like you've brought up, Aiko-san, a lot of I 
variables and portions of this for which were not accounted yet. I think that it could be a very potent, useful tool, this autonomous zone. And I also think it may end up a potent, dangerous problem just as easily. I'm interested to see what she brings forward to support this idea in the coming days. If you all will forgive my bluntness on the topic, we present here are sworn to the Imperial Office, and it is our duty. I do not even think for a moment to entertain the idea we would do otherwise, but we are also all members of two great clans. The Scorpion and the Crane have long and loyally served Rokugan. I am not entirely convinced that this maneuver to put more power, centralized and important power, into the hands of the Imperials is best for the long term of Rokugan, for as we have seen before, the clans tend to operate best in their own domains with proper oversight, such as ourselves as magistrates, not directly as governors of territory. There is a point to be made there. The big worry for, from my perspective is with the paperwork you've discovered, I have a feeling Hirosake is going to become a interesting place to be in the coming weeks and months. I am afraid the brutal truth of the matter from what I discovered is that while the Moth Clan were slighted on several occasions, the fact of the matter is that now they do not exist anymore. Their family is nearly wiped out, and it will take only a single document from the Palace of the Emerald Champion to announce them dissolved from this disaster. You are correct that a great many eyes will be turned to this situation, as all of the clans, I believe, will seek a way to profit off of this situation. I am not sure placing it under Imperial control is the best long-term solution, but I cannot discredit its merits. As you mentioned, the solution of the Mod Clan is inevitable. Reina messes up and misses one note before continuing to play. Aika will make sure to keep an eye on her and just make sure she knows she's being watched for a fair amount of the conversation. So um, I think kind of like sh- just hearing the uh, uh, kind of the discussion about the Moth Clan that kind of re-engages Hajime and he says, that reminds me, I apologize for, uh, I-, I don't mean to derail the conversation that the two of you are having, but um, Bayushi-san, I, as I was looking for uh, Kitsu-san's sword earlier in the ruins, I found this and he produces the pendant uh, from uh, within his robes, and he says, I I can't fully qualify it, but I felt something odd in connection with it. Uh, something I, I am not as familiar with uh, the ways of the spirits as you, Soshi-san, and he kind of inclines his head, um, but he says, there is something somewhat supernatural tied to it. I, I can feel that much. Um, I wondered what you might make of it. And he places it on the table for everyone to see. Uh, Yuzume, I'll sort of 
peer over the table, uh, take a look, nod her head from side to side a little bit. Well, I suppose I could always take it back and have a proper look at it sometime tonight. Uh, unless you want, unless you want me to do it now, but uh, given that we don't know quite what's going on here, I wouldn't want uh, the contents of the table to end up halfway in the air. I think that would be wise, and it's also worth noting that there was someone else who found me in the ruins of the castle there. It says, I encountered a, uh, a Sheba duelist who said that they were here representing someone from the Phoenix clan. Uh, Shiba Kazuki uh, was the duelist name. I, Iko visibly flinches at the mention of the name. Iko-san, do you are you familiar with this duelist? The Shiba in question was once an acquaintance of mine, but I have not heard from him in some years. In this case, he appears to be here on business. He said that his uh, ward. Uh, so one who worked for the Council of Isawa Elementalists uh, was interested in the pendant I had found, and I was able to convince him that I would be taking it back to my magistrate, and I sort of nod at Minoru as I say that. For closer inspection, as part of the broader case towards understanding what happened to the Moth Clan, something about uh, Shiba-san's claim seemed... It seemed as if I was not being given the entire truth. Uh, something about his ward's connection to the Asawa Elemental Council uh, did not quite ring true to me. Um, so to your question, Soshi-san, I think it might be best that we figure out what exactly this is, but probably not during dinner. Turns to Minoru and says, with your permission, Bayushi-san. I think that would be wise, and considering it's the Phoenix representative, I'm going to assume it's Shiba Kazuki and his ward, and the dragon representatives wanting to open formal cases investigating the Moth Clan. Perhaps we shall have to. I am afraid it is worse than that, Minoru-san. The Agasha is related by blood to the previous Moth Clan and intends to claim Hirosaka. Do they have proof? They did not show it to me. We only had a brief interaction, but I instructed her to come by our offices at some kind to present the claim so we could begin discussing it. So, I believe we'll have to set up this interviews with both of them, for lack of a better term, um, with the Phoenix to discuss the Elemental Council's claim on any artifacts of the Moth Clan. And with the dragon to discuss this claim on being the last surviving moth clan, and with both of them for their suspicions of foul play. I have a feeling this is going to get even more interesting. How did your discussions with that crab go? I know that you were inside the vessel for some time. Are things profitable or used to the emerald office from that perspective well i do believe that it's important we keep in mind that um down river the clan have parked an armada um uh, and with hajime raises an eyebrow 
with a promise of help with any problems on the river from the crab. I think that river piracy on the river of gold, should it upswing, should be handled relatively quickly. But they weren't in love with the fact that I was the bearer of the bad news of Satsume's death. Hmm. So they are put on the back foot but still have a bargaining chip. This is something we can use. I believe you acted wisely, Minoru-san. Let's hope I have. Um, Yuzume, if you would investigate this artifact of the moth after dinner, I would be very grateful. And I would like to have all of you present when we discuss these matters with the phoenix and the dragon. How can we be of most service on the morrow, Minoru-san? I suppose we'll have someone go and set up a meeting, then we'll start organizing paperwork, start looking into claims, because as much as I'm sure Agasha will be the first to claim they're the last scion of the Moth Clan, I have a feeling that in a situation like this we may have a... um, Sudden infestation of Clements? We certainly wouldn't want to approve one claimant and then be swamped by 20 others. If it is of benefit to you, Minoru-san, I can be at the office bright and early in the morning in order to organize a set of interviews for you in a way that is most beneficial. If there are other ways my services can be applied, you have but ask. Also, write up a report on what you know of this Shiba, of the Shiba fellow. I, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. I'd like if we all get up bright and early. I have a feeling it's going to be a very long day. Yuzu makes a face. Oh, don't worry, Yuzume-san. I'm sure you'll find some way to motivate yourself through the day. So, uh, Minoru... Speaking of all investigations and these affairs, do you have any actual open investigations, officially? Officially, I have the last case Shogo mentioned, which is the one involving the sabotage of the Watchtower during the Flood. How much progress have you made on that? Nowhere near as much as he would have liked to. Um, he's probably gone so far as to first make sure no other <laughs> towers are sabotaged or tampered with in any way. And started to map them out. And if any are, started to map out where the sabotage towers are. And that's probably the best he's gotten to. As the conversation is going down, you... You hear the creaking of of the wood as steps approach, and you see a shadow uh, before someone taps on the border of the paper door. I ask who's there in the most polite way possible. I know there is one. I cannot remember it right now. You know... Recognize the voice of one of the servants of uh, of the kitchen. Oh, Honorable Magistrate Sama, I am giving a special treat. Excellent, come on in. 
and uh, they slide in and they bow and they they put in front of you a neatly packed uh, neatly packed uh, box and uh, still looking down uh, a Doshin from from the the local magistrate has sent this to you. Uh, the magistrate realized that uh, it probably been a while since you had the opportunity to indulge in fish, so they parted with some for your enjoyment. That's very kind of them. I'm going to open the box. What is it? So it is a grilled mackerel in miso, and uh, the moment you open it, the the strong uh, the strong uh, flavor permeates the place, and there is this this lingering aura of of uh, tasty skin soaked in uh, citrus juice. You can see there is some soy sauce that is not local. You can recognize something from around Otosan Ushi. Uh, you can uh, recognize the smell of, uh, of lemon, of daikon, of uh, sliced radish. Uh, there is a bit of sugar that has been burnt over a layer of ginger. And there's, of course, a freshly made miso in which the, the mackerel is laid on. This is a lovely gift. Can you describe for me the doshin who brought it to me? Who gift, who has given it to me? Oh, uh, it's not local one. It is probably some of the, of the people that serve under the, the sepun, uh, I assume that the Emerald Magistrate has taken them with the, with them. It's not one of the local fire people. Iko will turn his eyes to Arena. He kind of stands up and walks over to her and, like, very softly, very smoothly says, Your performance tonight has been very satisfactory. I have been a part of many dinners and seen many performances. And you were one of my favorite. I would prefer, if we keep it that way, where there can be a beneficial arrangement allowing for you to have future opportunities to wait upon Minoru-san and our company. And she bows, and uh, she collects her instruments, bows again, and walks back closing the paper door before leaving the floor. Aiko makes a mental note to get some sort of, like, gift or something to thank her for the evening and get that to her within the next day or two before he sits back down at the table. As soon as I he- Minoru hears her go down the stairs, he's going to take a pair of chopsticks, and it very well is likely a bribe, but... Well, when you find out that there's no poison in it, at least save some for me. It smells lovely. Yeah, it, it seems to be safe. There's nothing here that could be poisonous. Not even with an, a mistake in dosage. 
but some something still leaves you a bit uncertain and causes you that strife. Why are you still unsure? It's if it had been a poisoning, it almost would have been easier from Noru to deal with. It means oh, okay, they're trying to kill me. Matt, people try to kill magistrates all the time. But the fact that they're leveraging something like this, a in uh, a meal that you can't get in Hirosaka right now as a bribe, means that they're knowing exactly where to start leveraging. And then Minoru's going to grab a piece, pop it in his mouth, and it isn't poisoned? Everyone please have some. Yuzumil takes some. She won't eat it yet, and she'll just look at them all and say... Everything the Imperials have done today, and up until this point, has been to gauge our reaction. At some point, they're going to find out that our immediate reaction to being given a gift was to assume that it was disguised as something else and intended to harm us. Hajime just, like, is, like, had not thought of that. His mouth is just completely full, and he's just, like, listening to her say this, and he's like, hmm, that's a good point, but he can't say it because his mouth is full. Aiko kind of lightly swats his fan as if kind of tossing the idea aside and says, and what of it? They know that our position here is a precarious one, and if they wish to take insult over precaution, then they can do so. Hopefully this will also be the only time I have to say this. But let us destroy the evidence of this mistake. Ajime goes back to shoveling mackerel into his face. Aiko probably has like a little bit because it was offered, but sees how much joy uh, Minoru and especially Hajime are getting out of it and purposely like passes off some of his portion to Hajime so that he can enjoy extra bits of the fancy food. Can I then because I'm in Ludo because I'm indulging in my passion, can I re- can I remove strife now? But it's rain. It, you know that it's way colder now, and you know that the way it was su- su- supposed to soak into the juices is completely wrong, and it's way bitter than it should have. And again, too cold, and uh, you can barely taste the taste the the ginger now, and the sugar. The sugar is solidifying again, and you can. T- Taste the texture You've of the You activated Ludo's trap card. You actually take three more strife. Yeah, you, you try to indulge it, but you are too aware of how this meal is reduced because of uh, your tampering. So, yeah, you try to find solace in this moment, but somehow it's denied to you. I, th- I mean, like, Hajime definitely still eats it anyway. He's still, like, excited to be eating it, but, like, just every time, like, there's just, there's, it, it's it's just the tiniest moment, but, like, every time between, like, a good bite, he, like, tries to come up with something to say specifically about, like, that's the, like, like he just, like, he's like, oh, I can tell that this soy sauce comes from, uh, you know, one of the outer areas of Otisan Uchi, and it's an astute observation, and it also just sounds a little sadder than it should. Yuzume, would you indulge me in looking into this? I suppose if you can't do it on your own, I have no choice but to help you. I can do it on my own, but fine. Okay, perfect. So, question. Where are the two of you making this research? I think the the conversation might probably starts at dinner, 
But then it's like it's on Iko's mind and he can't like let it go. So he goes back to the magistrate's office to start looking through documents. Um, and whether or not Yuzume joins him for that section, that's probably where he gets like the majority of his information. We flash back to when you learn it of the people assigned there that you got a lot of stuff from uh, from the officers of imperial bureaucracy uh, and you have a pile of uh, documents that were sent to you by Otomo Deco, and you start researching it and the thing that you realize is that uh, uh, Kazuko is extremely talented uh, at least as a as a as a student, she easily outshone other courtiers of her generation, but she never have any significant assignment. She seemed to disappear among the cogs of the administration, which is very odd. Uh, you did not think much of that uh, when you read this uh, when Ideku sent them to you. Uh, but actually meeting the woman now, it seems very weird that she will just disappear in the background. You cannot imagine that. Right, so, like her skill and like the talent she has doesn't at all line up with her low positions and kind of not appearing in records. Well, not only the skill, her personality. Okay. Yeah, so the combinations of uh, her doing so well uh, on the school... And her personality really makes strange that she did not manage, or for some reason or another, she did not have any outstanding uh, uh, opportunities to excel on the administration or offices. This chancellor position is the highest one that she ever held. And she only really started to get active on... Uh, Three years ago, but it was not. It was not as um, in any office or even in the imperial court. Uh, immediately after the tsunami hit Cranelands, you can see a registry of different travel papers that uh, were issued to her, and you realize that she pretty much, over the last three years, has been traveling around visiting all the major and minor courts uh, across the empire that uh, she has been going around meeting with different daimyo of a larger and smaller scale. Okay. Um, that seems suspicious. Um, you are almost possessed by a surge of emotion at uh, Yuzumi's rejection. What are you feeling so strongly? Um, I think Aiko is frustrated because he's always struggled connecting with other humans in a way that is um, meaningful to them. And so he keeps, he's tried, this is I think the second or third time now where he's tried to offer a chance to include Yuzume in a thing he's doing, which from, you know, what he's learned from being younger, he thinks that's that's a way for to show friendship and like to be like hello can you help me with this like to show vulnerability and she's been so sassy about it each time that he's really being frustrated because this is the only way he knows how to connect with another human and it's blowing up in his face and he can't figure out what he's doing wrong um 
to cause this reaction, which then just like keeps building up into more and more frustration as he researches, which is normally relaxing for him. The research just keeps making him more mad because he he's hit this brick wall again that he's had his whole life where he just can't seem to get the correct response out of people that he's trying to do. Um, and so, yeah, that definitely triggers like a lifelong anxiety and uh, disability he's had. And I think at the end of all the research, um, he, even though he's incredibly frustrated, there is like a gleam of satisfaction as he's kind of dug up these travel papers for her, as he's kind of uncovered her, her interesting past in the contrast between her talent and her work record and then the travel papers. This is definitely something he's very happy with, even though he is not happy right now. Yeah, and uh, because of your successes, uh, when you finally calm down, you you start to put the pieces together. And uh, she has clearly been working into something over the last three years. And this project and this position as chancellor is something that she has stepped out of the shadows to do. So that makes you wonder what her intentions actually are on the large scheme of things. But at the same time, that really makes clear to Eiko that this is serious to her. She is not pulling this out of her ass, just quickly improvise it, or as an opportunistic graph for power. She is going all in on this. This is a project which she really values. I think that, like, the gravity of the situation, Aiko was already suspicious of her intentions and how it could possibly work, like he expressed earlier at, di- at dinner. But now he's, like, the the importance and, like, the severity of, like you said, the obvious is this, this is something that she's very invested in, something she has built towards means it's something he has to handle um, with a great deal of care. But he's very pleased that he figured out the information and uncovered it and i think i think he sleeps a little satisfied that night uh with his ability to uncover the information and the plan to update minaru as soon as he can the next day uh yuzume what is your downtown activity i think i would like to look into the necklace she'll uh go to her room and uh see what she can find out about it how you're gonna go about that so i think the only way she can go about it would be commune with spirits as a ritual. Um, and she knows that um, Hajime kind of has this sixth sense that alerts him to uh, terrible things happening and also uh, potential sparring partners. So perhaps um, Void Approach to just sort of try to sense out what's going on with it. What do you use to entice the spirits of the departed to answer to to you echoing the lingering influences of the Mod Clan? Um, She's going to light some incense and offer some, some of the sake. Uh, she'll, as she leaves the table, um, when uh, Minoru and Hajime are still there, she's just going to, like, pocket that bottle as she goes. Um, 
and she'll pour a cup out and put it in front of the uh, incense. You find yourself coughing as suddenly the room is very hot and uh, you cough as if you are spitting out ashes, but there is nothing. And you look at the sake in the cap and it's starting to burn. And that's when you start to feel the presence of many, many, many spirits surrounding you, attracted to you like, well, moths to a flame. So what do you pick as boons? So then I think the first question that she's going to ask is, um, who was the previous owner of this necklace? And... One of the spirits, uh, blurred, steps in front of you. And it sh- she seems to be a tall woman. Uh, and their features are still hidden. And she bows and presents herself, declaring herself the former bearer of this talisman. Okay. Um... Can you tell me your name? And the flames flicker and the smoke forms characters in the air. A name appears. Ren. And who should this necklace go to? Her lips seem to become more consistent as tears of pitch ran down her immaterial face and she's mouthing my daughter where will i find her the spirit seems to ponder her face seems to be contorting in pain as she's struggling with the compulsion to tell you and uh, and how to better convey that and she seems to be phasing in and out as she's undergoing this extensive conflict. And she finally manages to give you something. She vanishes in a pool of ashes, but they seem to conceal on something. And in front of you, there is a small black cat carved out of a heart of charcoal. Okay, Yuzume will uh, gently pick up the cat and uh, place it in her hand. So she'll thank Ren and she'll thank the rest of the... Cause it's, it's the Moth Clan here, right? <laughs> Let's, uh... Yeah, it's a bunch of members of the Kaikoka family. Uh, why are you feeling so stressful? What is tagging uh, uh, at uh, Yuzume's soul? I think that when they first came to Hirasaka, um, she honestly expected that they might be able to do something, um, that they might have been able to have uh, stopped what happened. I mean, she did sort of think, yes, you know, Shogo going in on his own was was definitely a suicide run. But, you know, she's like, maybe if not for those documents, 
uh, if we'd have been with him, you know, there's, there's a bit of wondering, you know, how the, how this could have gone better. Uh, you know, a whole clan died and she's not heartless. Um, and having, having that many spirits reaching out to her when part of her feels that they might not have been in that situation in the first place if they had had a different plan. Uh, it makes it very difficult for her to have them all surrounding her like that. And especially like the, the anguish on Ren's face when uh, bringing up her daughter. We cut to a different scene. Uh, so, uh, Minoru, Ajime, what do we see when you go back to the to the floor that you have uh, commanded on the house of the Evergreens? Uh, uh, Minoru, are, are, are you playing black or white? Hmm. Truly, this is the question that will haunt me no matter how this game goes. I will take white. So, yeah, I think we uh, maybe are like a pretty early into a, a game of go um and uh hajime sets down a a uh, a black stone and just sort of is looking out over the city kind of at like i mean you know through this uh this nice little window they've created i don't know if it's the same room probably isn't but yeah he's just kind of idly staring out the window uh he's not very good at go but he likes to play it minoru makes a counter move and what is on your mind, Hajime san? Uh Hajime looks up and uh Hajime probably uh I, I think his uh response is I uh, find myself a bit distracted only in that we met a number of very unique individuals out in town today, and I am curious to learn more about them. And he sips his tea. <laughs> oh, any particular unique individual Hajime-san? Well, uh, you heard earlier that I have great interest in speaking more to our new Miramoto friend, but that phoenix was of uh, of note as well. Uh, the the Shiba, I I uh, he concerns me. Caution! Dis- caution is the better part of wisdom. I don't know, Hajime-san. When it replaces another piece on the board. I think, like, right at that moment, like, as soon as, like, he, like Hajime just goes to place another piece, I don't think he, like, necessarily... I don't think he's being as thoughtful about the game as he could, and as he goes to put it down, he realizes that, like, without even drawing attention to it, Minoru has completely entrapped him in one spot, but, like, the game isn't technically over, but, like... It would be, it would be perfectly reasonable to like concede just because he he would be losing, but he's not. He doesn't do that yet. He just kind of places a piece down idly. I think we're going to. I mean, I know I keep saying we're all going, but if the handful of interesting people we've met today are any indication, I have a feeling there's going to be lots and lots and lots of interesting people. Possibly with all sorts of dueling styles we'll become familiar with. Hajime chokes into his cup and then uh, says, Oh, uh, it, 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 
uh, look look at that. It appears that you uh, have me entirely cornered, uh, Minoru-san. I uh, this, the, I thank you for the game. Uh, you have you have uh, just you have definitely shown me. Um, he's just like stammering, and he's like, "You have shown me uh, a, a a new strategy I have never seen before." A great lesson in Go I was taught once. When your heart is in one place and your brain is in another, it's very easy to win. Uh, Hajime says, I uh, think that that is worth considering, and I'm probably, uh, I, I believe it might be time for me to retire for the evening and try to align the two of them. And he says, if you, uh, if it is uh, with your permission, uh, Bayushi-sama. Of course, Hajime-san, of course. We'll play again tomorrow. Packs up the board. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he bows quickly and then goes back to his room to meditate. <laughs> Brad can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Charlie can be found on Discord as Reeselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871. And I'm a part of another actual play for L5R called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed. Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram as at SJSidLogic. Lulu can be found at Deletiel on Twitter, and their design work can be found at Populesque Ludum Syndicate on DriveThruRPG and Itchu. This is a Courts Game podcast. You can find more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, CourtGamesPod.com. Legends of the Five Ring is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.